I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decommission. Who is the Phantom Menace? Wait, really though? Who is supposed to be the Phantom Menace? It's been a while since I watched that one, but is it... I don't... I don't know. I want to keep this in the episode, so I'm going to explain why we're talking about The Phantom Menace. So, in my boyfriend Ethan's podcast, We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, his friend Wes is quizzing him on all of the Star Wars movies he hasn't seen, which are all of them except for four and five. And yesterday we watched The Phantom Menace, which I've seen many, many times. I went as Anakin Skywalker when I was six for Halloween. My sister was Queen Amidala. That's so cute. (laughs) It's really cute. It's one of my favorite photos my family has ever taken. It's it's great. I still have that costume is still at my parents' house. I like made sure that they took it with them because I'm like, that's an important part of my childhood. Yes. And yeah, I there's a lot of that movie that I remembered because I've seen that movie a lot because when I was little, I thought it was great because you know, I was six and I really saw myself in Jake Lloyd because we looked really similar. And because I, when I was little, I had this really round face up until I was about 10, 11, 11, I would say. I had a really circular, 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 circular face. face. And now I've got my like heart shaped face or whatever the frick my face shape is. But um, yeah, I... Rewatching the Phantom Menace, the worst part of Phantom Menace is Qui Gon. He's so boring, mm-hmm. and he, he's stupid. Like he's not even—he's not even like cool. He's so dumb. Anyone who's like a Qui Gon stan, please tell me why, because I'm genuinely curious as to why. And then I feel like you just forget about him for the whole rest of the. He's so unimportant. And he it's doesn't like, come what? back as a Force ghost. Yeah. Like when I went so back and watched bad. him, I'm like, I honestly forgot about him because I I hadn't watched I that movie too. in so long, and like, oh yeah. Qui-Gon. I forgot this guy existed. Yeah, and then I got to tell Ethan, spoiler alert, I guess, that Kira Knightley is the decoy for Queen Amidala, because he was like, oh, that's Natalie Portman. I was like, no, it's not. That's Kira Knightley in makeup. They look so similar. And they they sound pretty similar, too, which is kind of incredible. No, their mothers couldn't even tell them apart, but I can, because I'm amazing. No, it's because I genuinely tried. Wasn't there some sort of trivia where... Like, Natalie Portman didn't want to film some of it, so they actually had Kira Knightley filming some of her scenes, and no one could tell the difference. Maybe. I don't I feel know. like I heard that somewhere. It might not be true, but it wouldn't surprise me. There is a part at the end where you do see Kira Knightley in, like, the handmaiden outfit, and so you can tell that it's definitely her, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. But there's a part... <laughs> there's a part... In Phantom Menace that I think about constantly, and it's actually very funny because I told Ethan as we were watching it that I think about it all the time, and he was, I know you showed me this, like, early on into us dating, and I was like, oh my god, did I really? So in the pod racing scene, <laughs> there's, you know, they're, they're racing, they're racing, and then there's this guy who's in he's a pod racer he's an alien pod racer and then they show a shot of like a a stalagmite or stalactite that he's definitely going to run into and then you just hear him go and then he (laughs) crashes into it i think about the sound he makes which is like a strangled (laughs) frog maybe every day 
Oh my gosh. I feel like you've probably, you probably showed that to me a while ago too, before we even watched them together. It's just one of those earworms that just sticks sticks with you forever. My brain. It's, it's so funny to me. And the fact that Ethan remembered me showing it to him when I had forgotten that I had showed it to him is just hysterical to me. (laughs) You should set that as a text tone. Oh my God. No. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll never escape. But yeah, um, who was who the fent- Phantom Menace? That's what we were. I guess, I guess Palpatine. I guess Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> hey, Jar Jar's great. Uh, Ethan and I, here's the thing. If you're looking to watch Phantom Menace as a genuinely good movie, Jar Jar's terrible. But if you're looking to watch Phantom Menace as just kind of a movie and you, you know, you're not looking at it as any sort of great cinematic triumph, Jar Jar is whatever he's way too integral to the plot and he's in too much of it but there are some things that are very funny yeah i enjoy watching him i got he's not (laughs) the animation definitely doesn't hold up the computer animation for that but it's my favorite character in, in phantom menace is actually the gungan like captain he's so funny he's like he's so funny um, but one thing I, the, the best thing about Phantom Menace isn't even in Phantom Menace. It's not even a part of the movie. It's, it's the pod racing segment and the Gungan city segment in Star Tours. Oh yeah. They have Those the pod racing cool. in Star Tours a lot, don't they? I feel like we get that one almost We get the pod racing. The pod racing is really good. So I was, I was going over the, the tracks with Ethan yesterday because I love randomization Mm -hmm. you Uh, get so excited whenever we get a rare one it's so fun i get really excited yeah um uh let me look up the tracks so i can remember which ones i get really excited about because i looked it up i feel like the last time well well i guess i have it at disneyland too but it's been so long since i went on that ride um Uh, i don't even remember what the the newest tracks would have been is the disneyland one Oh my god, is it in... Where is the Disneyland one? It's in... Oh, it's in It's in Tomorrowland. I've been on that one. It's in right. the old Adventures By the Buzz Lightyear ride, right? It's... Yeah, it's like right next to it, I believe. So, there's the three options for the opening, where there's Darth Vader, and then there's one with Kylo Ren, which is the new one, and then there's one where it's just an Imperial probe, and then you, like, follow out the Millennium Falcon. And I've gotten... I've only gotten the Kylo Ren one once because when they were releasing the new one, they they included it in there. It was like you were you when they release new tracks, you automatically get it so that people can see it. Yeah. Um, but I don't really care which of the new ones I get. The only reason I don't like getting the Imperial Probe one is because you get the Rebel Spy right away with that one, mm-hmm. I believe. But with the other Speaking ones, of you which, don't. I've never been the Rebel Spy, and I'm so upset about it. I've been the Rebel Spy once. It was cool. <laughs> I, was <laughs> I think really that was excited. with you for that one too. Yeah. Um then there's Hoth, which which Hoth is cool. Um, then there's the Pod Racers. Which the thing is the Pod Racers is probably the best of those tracks, of the first tracks. I've just gotten it so many times. Yeah, exactly. And then there's Kashyyyk, which is the Chewy world, and that one's fine. I don't. Re- that one's probably my least favorite of the of the new the the first tracks. Then there's two new ones, which 
I've only done one. I don't think I've done the fifth one. There's Jakku, which is where you go through the remains of the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's cool. I like that one. And then there's the Star Speeder 1000 arrives in the Endor system and incurs a water landing on Kefir, riding the turbulent surf into the wreckage of the second Death Star. Oh no, I've gotten this one. After a brief entanglement with a Dianaga, the Star Speeder 1000 manages to escape into space. I'm going to be perfectly honest with everyone. I have not seen Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker because actually, no, I started Last Jedi and I fell asleep twice. Um, so I, if I'm mispronouncing some of these words, oops, sorry. Uh, then you get the, the hologram where you can get Akbar, Leia, Yoda, Poe, Maz, BB-8, or Lando. I'm Lando Calrissian. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I've had the Lando one before. I so think the I've Lando had... one is one of the newest ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Billy D. Williams literally just goes, hi, I'm Lando Calrissian. <laughs> You have been searched. We're searching for the rebel spy. Who knows if we're gonna get him? And it's yeah, just. I feel like I would have remembered that if I had that one. It's so bad. It's very. It's it's really new. I've only gotten it. I think twice. Uh, and then the second the second set of uh tracks is the Battle of Coruscant, which that one's cool. I've had that one a lot, but it's cool. Then there's the Gungan one. Which I get the Gungan one a lot. I think it's neat. The Gungan one's really cool because you go into the under the underwater city of, of you know, the Gungan city, but yeah. then you go and you see all the, like, fish and the eels and stuff that they see in Phantom Menace, yeah. and you get, really like, caught like in the mouth. One. It's really cool. It's Even really just the just feeling really... of going into the water and, it, like, the feeling that yeah. you're floating, they do it really well. Like, I really yeah, like this we one. Do get I just that one get it all the time. I yep. get it all the time. We always get pod racing and then that one. I always get pod racing. Which are really good I... ones. But, yeah, I always get pod racing and I always get the Gungan. Or if I don't get the Gungan, I get the Death Star one. And I'm so sick of getting the Death Star one. Because I'll get the Gungan one and it's fine. And I'll be like, eh, this one's still cool. The Death Star one's kind of boring. Yeah. Um. Then there's the Star Speeder 1000 arrives on Crate and gets chased by First Order TIE Fighters before descending into the planet's crystal mines. I've only had this one once. This one's with Poe. And then there's something with Lando and the Resistance and... I don't know. I really like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm. I used to really, really, really like Star Wars before the, before the new ones came out, and honestly, even when after, uh, the Force Awakens came out. But then, then once it just went absolutely bonkers, I was like, I'm overwhelmed. Like I <laughs> talked about in whatever episode that was, where I was like, I'm not. I don't like fandoms. I think that was. Was that just the latest episode? I think or was it was. Two ago? I think it was two ago. I think it was the um. Hatching Pete episode. Oh, Hatching Pete, right. I really like Star Wars, or Star Tours as well, but there was that one day that we did it, like, eight times in a row, because there was no wait, and by the end of that, I felt so queasy. Like, I cannot do this anymore. Yeah, that one was, that was rough. But I just remember we got, we got pod racing, like, five of those eight times. We kept trying to get a different, like, sequence of things, like, rare ones. I actually, I think it was Hoth. I think that Hoth is the one that I was always asking for because we would get pod racing and then we started getting Kashyyyk a lot, but we would never get Hoth. I actually have no recollection of what the Hoth track looks like at all. I know what Kashyyyk, there's a, a, I don't know if it's Chewie or one of Chewie's brethren that gets like, they like land on the windshield and it's, aha, so funny, but it's pretty boring. And then the pod racing is pod racing, but it's cool. 
the Hoth one, I just, I feel like you go through the ad ads and it's cool because it's Hoth. I love Hoth. It's a nice planet. It's like where I would live. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I just have no recollection. The other, the, the like second round of tracks I remember quite well. I remember the Gungan City. I remember the Death Star one because it's so boring. And I remember Coruscant because Coruscant's also really cool. And I always wanted Coruscant because I always got the other two. So I always wanted Hoth and Coruscant. And I don't think I've ever gotten Hoth and Coruscant together. Someday, and now it's even harder because there's multiple war. Yeah. I I keep saying I'm surprised that they don't move that to Galaxy's Edge. But I guess that would be a lot of time and money to transfer that over. But it's kind of weird so, that they have. Or are so they planning in, to do it? In Disneyland, yeah, that would be a problem. In Disney World, it's right there. Right, There's, that it, makes sense. It merges into Galaxy's Edge right I, Yeah, I haven't been to Hollywood Studios since they opened Galaxy's Edge. I've and I've I haven't been, been to Animal once. Kingdom since they opened Pandora, <laughs> but someday. Wait, you haven't been to Animal Kingdom since they opened Pandora? No. The oh last time God, I was at Animal it's... Kingdom was, I don't, okay, so 2016. Yeah. Didn't we, I think we did our one day. And then that we, was October, we like got yeah. off the tram at Animal Kingdom, but we didn't go in. Oh, didn't we? yeah. Yeah. So we could say that we like went to all four parks in a day, even though we didn't Why even didn't go into it. Why didn't we go to it. Animal Kingdom? We love Animal Kingdom. I know. I, but we didn't have time. Looking back, I would much rather have gone to Animal Kingdom than going to Hollywood Studios. But Hollywood yeah. Studios back in 2016 was still better than it is now. Yeah, it's a mess. I, did they take, open the Pixar area yet? Yes. I've been to... It's not Pixar. It's just It's just Toy Story. Oh, I thought they were making, I don't even know what they were going to call it, like No, Pixar so Land. what they did is that area that's in front of uh, Toy Story Mania, they made it like Pixar Place. It's not. Oh, okay. There's like nothing different. But yeah, no, Toy Story Land's fine. Uh, we, I haven't ridden any of the rides there because when we went, it was still so new that there was, and we had changed our plans a little bit, so there was no way to get fast passes, which is a bummer. Um, and then when we we were going to try and ride it on extra magic hours and it was still like a two hour wait, and we're like, <laughs> none of that. <laughs> so it's fine. There's not that much to do. There's not that much to look at. It's it's not as immersive as I was hoping it would be. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's still cute, but it's, 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 it's weird. I mean, that's the same thing that I feel about galaxy's edge galaxy's edge is very immersive i mean yeah. that's different from what but i've there's nothing at to disneyland do. i i know that but I, not that i've seen it at disney world but no there's nothing to do there's nothing to do there's no there's no interactivity it's it's just you just look at the stuff it's kind of it's kind of my problem with disney sea but but to a far greater extent because at disney sea there is stuff to do but it is yeah. also very cool to look at it's galaxy's edge it's just people walking around also this was my problem that i had in disney world specifically um the cast members were not super magical they were kind of mean yeah and like, i feel like we've didn't we we talked about this before where i feel like at disneyland people are more into their characters maybe it's because it's in california but i feel like in florida or maybe it was the reverse but I feel like we've talked about there's one park where people are way more into their characters. I don't know anymore. I I feel like it flip-flops, but specifically just Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that's one where you like, have to have cast members just... that are really into Star Wars and yeah. acting But people part. had to request to work in Galaxy's Edge, because this is what my friend Scott, who works on Jungle Cruise, said, is that he, he submitted to work galaxy's edge and didn't get selected hmm. 
So so you would think everyone who works in Galaxy's Edge would be dedicated yeah, to the park. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. That is very much not for me. But I just, that's my thing about Galaxy's Edge is it's this huge, huge swath of land in Hollywood Studios. And it, there's nothing to do. You just walk through it. It's like neat. Mind you, I was there before they opened Rise of the, oh no, I was there right after they opened Rise of the Resistance. And it was still the virtual queue, and we didn't want to do that. So it was also, Hollywood Studios was, and Galaxy's Edge specifically, were very busy. So maybe if there's less people, there's more to do. But it was just, it wasn't a pleasant place to be. Because like I said, the cast members also, I said they're mean. They weren't mean, but there was definitely, like, if you asked someone where the bathroom was, they would be like, it's right over there. Instead of being like, oh, well, you're going to want to turn at, you know, the tavern and blah, blah, blah. You know, the kind of immer- the immersiveness that you would get at Magic yeah, Kingdom. that's what I got at Galaxy's Edge when I was in Disneyland. So that's really sad. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to really walk around Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Mostly because I didn't want to because we had already walked around Galaxy's Edge twice in Hollywood Studios. But I, I'm interested to do it again and actually page because i like have a memory of hollywood studios galaxy's edge but i don't have one of disneyland so but i just mm, i don't know i'm i'm really salty just i don't like that galaxy's edge is in disneyland itself i wish that it was in california adventure or something else it's just it's just it just feels really weird yeah it is a I, completely like separate yeah. part of the park everything else like, seems to flow together and then it's like and here's galaxy's edge like galaxy's edge at hollywood studios makes sense because it's all about the movies so whatever mm-hmm. i really don't like that the new guardians of the galaxy ride is in epcot oh i forgot about that i really are they putting like it that. where ellen's yeah ride used to be it just feels so gross weird. unless like, they're gonna I make love... that whole area into but i can't imagine I that know. they're gonna make the I whole love area there epcot epcot and it's totally changing, and, like, I understand that because it's, you know, no longer 1981. But I really love Epcot. I love the World Showcase. I love I loved the Inventions, Spaceship Earth, and all that stuff. And it's just, it, I'm so, I'm, I just want to cling on to it and say, don't, don't leave me, Epcot. Yes, I just have and this I memory know of that people... track that plays when you're walking around, and I just do, want it to do, stay. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my, that's my ringtone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for sure. I know that other people feel the same way as well. And I don't think that they should have necessarily also opened it in Hollywood Studios. But I just it just Epcot just feels so sacred for IPs. Like that's why Frozen opening also felt kind of gross. Uh, uh, Maelstrom, bring it back. Um, bitter. Super so bitter. bitter. I, haven't, I haven't even been on the Frozen one. But. The, so there's a photo op on the Frozen ride, and there's a shot of my dad and I, because I think my dad and I are the only ones who've ridden it, <laughs> and my dad and I are just making this face of, like, mm, why? Yeah, I say I've never ridden it, but I also kind of don't want to, because I want to hold on to the memory of the, I don't know, it's just, why did they take this original Norway historical so ride cool. and turn it into a frozen ride i don't know i just need to i need to see this photo i i know it was from the 2017 february trip but because my dad and i were dressed as it was the fantasia trip and my dad 
wasn't Disney bounding, but I was, and I was the Jack in the Box from the Tin Soldier Fantasia 2000. I wonder if he didn't upload it, but I thought it was really funny. <laughs> well, if you do find it, send it to me and maybe I'll put it on our Instagram story when I upload this episode. I just want to do that again. Maybe maybe I can I can probably text my dad and ask him to send it cuz he he definitely has it on his computer. We might not have uploaded it to Facebook because it's a very stupid picture. <laughs> but I know it's from this day. Look at my tights. I'm so cool. Look at those tights. I had those tights for a really long time. You probably recognize those tights, honestly. Yeah. I just went through and got rid of all of my tights because I still had tights from <laughs> when I used to wear them in high school. Yeah. Like, I, I still have, have these. I don't tights. wear tights. I only have a couple tights. I have one that's like these these Mickey mini comics. And I was like, I'm never going to get rid of these because they're just fun. But those are kind of my only tights now. But I used to wear tights like every day. There was a week that I wore a different set of tights every day. And, uh... The teacher that nobody liked but really liked me would always compliment them. She liked me too, Kara. Yeah, I know. It's because we were good students. Yeah. And we didn't approach her like she was mean. We just approached her like she was a teacher. Right. Anyway, it's let's like... talk about... Oh, yeah, it's been 25 about... minutes. Yeah, let's talk about Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Not that I want to. Yeah, Sharpay's mediocre adventure oh is mediocre even is that even that's generous i guess yeah oh man i spent i spent a while last night talking to ethan and going ethan how am i going to rank this movie yeah and like balancing it balancing wow balancing it against other movies i still don't really know i was like i have to wait and talk it through with sarah so yeah we'll see where we end up putting them because i don't even know where i want to put it yet either no so we should start by saying we did watch high school musical three we did before we watched this one not that it would have really made a difference because nothing really ties in to high school musical three from this movie no they don't even mention ryan's name yeah they don't Uh, they barely uh, even mention him at all which we made a bet and i lost because i'm like oh they're gonna like, have a little yeah. clip of him at least, or have him on the phone, and then you said that they might say his name, right? That's what you said? Or is that yeah, what you said? Yeah, and said they're not going to do it at all. Yeah, so I lost that one. Yeah. I Venmoed you $5. <laughs> I saw. I felt so guilty. I always feel really guilty when I win a bet, because um, when I was in college, I think I've told this story, but I don't remember if it was in an episode or if it was when we were watching a movie. When I was in college, we were watching... Uh, a couple movies. We were watching Harold and Maude and Where's Papa? And um, there's an actress who's in both those movies whose name is Ruth Gordon. And I love Ruth Gordon. She was this old... She, she's, she'd been acting her whole life, but she was this older woman when she really was starting to get well-known. And um, Professor... For, we were watching these movies for directing class. And my professor was like, she won the Oscar for Where's Papa? And I was like, no, she won the Oscar for Rosemary's Baby, which makes no sense because she, she she's great in Rosemary's Baby, but she is barely in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, he, she won it for Where's Papa? 
And I was like, okay, I know she won it for Rosemary's Baby. And he was like, I bet you a dollar. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll bet you a dollar too. And, and then someone else in the class was like, she won Best Supporting Actress for Rosemary's Baby. And I was like, I told you. And then he, in this just slimy way, like walks up to me, takes a dollar out of his wallet, puts it on the table while we're watching the movie. Oh my god! And then just like walks away. And I was like, I'm sorry, I know movie trivia. And also Ruth Gordon is an acting and writing hero of mine. Yeah. So I, I know. I I know about Ruth Gordon. Right. Sorry. Don't bet against Kira with movies. Although this one you'd never seen before. But no. yeah, I was like, there's no way they're not going to mention his name at all. So I will gladly send you money because I was so wrong about that. I really didn't want to be wrong. That's the thing <laughs> is I wanted to be right. Or I, wa- I didn't want to be right. Excuse me. I wanted to be wrong. I think that's what I was trying to say. I I really wanted Ryan to be in this movie because he's the best character yeah. in the high school musical and he series. was supposed to be going to school at Juilliard, so he should have been yes. in New York, which is where this movie was set. And they didn't even mention it. And then there's this outtake. It's not even an outtake. It's this added clip they added specifically for some TV premiere or something so of Ryan and Sharpay being reunited in her apartment. And then we learn that he's been on tour. And it's like, how is he on tour? This is only supposed to take a, take place a year after they graduated. Yeah. Like, ugh. So sad. My God. Um, but yeah, so Char- so at the end of High School Musical 3, Sharpay is supposed to be going to school in Albuquerque. In Albuquerque. And in this movie, she's apparently not going to school. She took a gap year. Which is why she's going to... What's that? She took a gap year, I guess. Oh, a gap year, right. So she ended up going to New York to pursue her dreams of being on Broadway. But it's like, you're supposed to be going to school in Albuquerque and then helping out at, um, what was, is it East High? Yeah. Yeah, with the drama department. The other thing is that her dad tells her that she has a month to make it in New York or she has to come home and work at the resort. And it's like, a month? That's not fair. Yeah, you can't accomplish a whole lot in a month. No. Get on Broadway in a month. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, what? So, okay, so this movie's rated TVG. It's from 2011, which is three years after High School Musical 3 came out. But it's an hour 31. It feels like it's two and a half hours long. It's comedy and music. Let me tell you two things that this movie's not. There's about three songs in this movie. They're all bad. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a musical, like the other High School Musical movies, especially coming from High School Musical 3, that like every other scene was a a song. Yeah. So it was really weird going to this one. (sighs) This movie is maybe coming of age. Maybe. I don't don't even know if I... I I I usually think of coming of age as like a middle school, early high school type of age. Yeah. This is like coming of adulthood (laughs) age. Yeah. I don't know what this is. It's not funny. I think it's just drama. Yeah, it's kind of a drama. That's all I would categorize it. Categorize it as... Categorize it. Categorize. (laughs) Okay, so the blurb is, Sharpay Evans is bound for the bright lights of New York City 
convinced instant fame and fortune are in the bag. Designer bag, that is. Oh, no. But the theater is a dog-eat-dog world, as she and her pup boy discover when they encounter a scheming Broadway starlet who, with her pampered pooch by her side, will do anything to crush the comp... Wait. Wait, what? She doesn't have a dog. I know. That's why I stopped talking. Wait. Okay. Let me read this again because we need to correct this. So, okay. okay. They they encounter a scheming Broadway starlet who, with her pampered pooch by her side, will do anything to crush the competition. So, this is extremely wrong. They're blending two characters together. So, in the Broadway show, it's called, like, A Girl's Best Friend, there is this, um pop star who's making her broadway debut and she's she's terrible and mean and hates dogs and wants the dogs cut from the show but then the character that they're probably talking about is a kid named roger he's like 12 or 13 years old he's 12 yeah he says he's 12 a couple times and his dog is a girl his dog's name is is countess and He's trying to get his dog chosen for the show while Sharpay is trying to get her dog chosen for the show. But, oh my god, the dogs are in love. And then they end up being friends at the end of the movie. Wow. Oh Yeah, so god. that summary is wrong. not accurate at all because she doesn't no. like dogs. She doesn't have a pooch by her side. No. My god. Disney, oh, Plus. Disney Plus. This is the biggest mess up for Disney Plus yet. Yeah, there was another one that was really, really bad, too, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So the short blurb on the app is, Aspiring diva Sharpay leaves suburbia and hits Broadway and hits it hard. That's better than the long one. That's better, yeah. Hey. So, in more of a description of what happens in this movie, so Sharpay's given the option to go to New York for a month. She reaches the penthouse that she's rented, and of course they don't want dogs, but her dog's super important. And the reason she's going to New York is because an agent, played by Joey from Degrassi, tells her that they want her to audition for a Broadway show. It turns out it's not her, it's her dog. And she has to live in a studio in the same building as her mother's friend's son, whose name is something that I don't even remember. Um, uh, Peyton? Because he's boring. Peyton, yeah, he's so boring. And he loves Sharpay. There's nothing wrong with Sharpay. He thinks that she's great and he's going to make his... He's a film student and he's going to make his, his his final project about her and her her experience, you know, pounding the pavement in the, in the big city. And so she learns that the audition for is for her dog. And, and then there's the competition between her and Roger about whose dog's going to be chosen. And then... She, she and the star, she becomes the star's new assistant without actually getting paid. And then it turns out that the star is a terrible person, surprise, surprise. And then they sabotage the star so that she is shown to be the dog hater that she is. And then for some reason, Sharpay is chosen to take over the lead, despite the fact that the star would definitely have had an understudy, and that doesn't make any sense. Okay, yeah. so there's a couple of things about this this movie that really bother me just from a trained theater standpoint, because it's not even... it, And it's not even about theater. It's about Broadway practices in general. Number one, the understudy thing. She would have an understudy and a standby, so it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Number two, they do all of their rehearsals over a three-week period in the theater, 
which is not how it would work. They would do their rehearsals in a rehearsal space, like at yeah. Pearl Studios or something. And they already had it all, like, the theater was decked out, the marquee yeah. was set. Like, this show was coming soon, but they hadn't even cast the whole show. They hadn't started rehearsals yet. Yeah. Very strange. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. And then the third thing has to do with the dogs. So, there's actually a practice on Broadway spanning from when Annie started in 1977 or 83 or whatever that was which is all of the dogs are rescue dogs so starting with sandy and annie broadway dogs are rescue dogs there's like foundations specifically working with rescues Mm -hmm. to use uh, their dogs for stage that's so cute i love that it's great it's 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 a huge thing and it's Something that I was, I, I mean, I'm still pretty passionate about it, but when I was living in New York, I was super passionate about it and learning more about it. And so this whole premise to me specifically, and I know that not everybody knows that, but for me, I was like, this is baloney. This is total garbage. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, so, you wouldn't have just one dog. What ha- what happens if that dog can't come in? You're not yeah. going to have another dog that can just fill in. Yeah, that's the other thing is that they were auditioning these two dogs for one spot. And it's like, hi, there are eight shows a week. Mm-hmm. There's only one day off. Are you seriously are you seriously just going to use one dog and there are unions for the dog? I mean, they make a union rules joke about the dogs having to go take a nap and it's like really the, the union rules aren't about the fact that you need two dogs anyway. Also the fact that Duchess and Boy are two completely different breeds cuz Boy is a Yorkie and Countess is a uh, Cavalier King Charles. Mm-hmm. It just it's so weird. So just logistically, it this movie just drove me up a freaking wall. It just made me so angry. The only thing that yeah. I can look back on this movie and go, that was fine, was Ashley Tisdale. Because yeah. she did a good job with what she could. And part of me wonders if she really wanted to do this movie or if it's just Disney was like, let's do one more thing for High School Musical and give her her own movie. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. You know what I was reminded of when you were talking about Degrassi is that Lauren Collins was in this movie at the very yeah, beginning, and was. we never saw Sharpay's friends again nope. besides so, that very first clip. So this movie was filmed in Toronto, which is not surprising because so is Degrassi. Yeah. Whenever you see Degrassi characters in a decom, you know it was probably filmed in Canada. Yeah, but the funny thing is, there were two Degrassi actors in this. There was Pat Mastriani, or whatever his name is, who played Joey in both in Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High, and Degrassi The Next Generation. And the, then there's Lauren Collins, who plays Sharpay's friend, who was Paige in Degrassi Next Generation. And they're just, I mean, pa- Lauren Collins is just gone. And it's disappointing, because I really like Lauren Collins. She was, mm-hmm. she was always kind of one of the better performers on Degrassi, and Paige was a pretty interesting character overall. So funny thing about Degrassi, once the, the, that, that age group, so the first, the eighth graders from the first season of Next Generation, the class of 2006 or whatever, they do one year of them in college and then they're just gone. There's yeah. no farewell to them. They just disappear. I think there was, it's, wasn't there some sort of reunion episode or maybe I'm thinking of the Drake music video that he made where he brought yeah. in all the Degrassi people. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I think that's what you're thinking of. There's also two movies. There's one that's like, Wait, Degrassi what? does Hollywood or something. No And way. that's with them. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. But the the other reason I'm thinking of Lauren Collins is because the scene that she's in and, well, okay, so the scene that she's in really showed how terribly directed this movie was because it would show her at, like, the worst angles, like, right as she was, like, blinking and then it would go back to Ashley Tisdale. And there was a point where Ashley Tisdale was in the middle of two people and talking to them and instead of, like, showing them all at once or showing them in, in a better way, it would, like, flash really quickly between everyone. And it's like, who shot this? Who did this? Yeah. Lots of weird shots in this movie. And that's another thing coming from High School Musical 3, where they had really awesome shots, very cinematic, because it's on the big screen. I did not look up who the director for this movie was, or the writer. All I know is that it wasn't Kenny Ortega. Director, Michael Lembeck. I know that name. He directed some episodes of Friends, okay. And Baby Daddy. And, oh god, and Tooth Fairy. With, uh... Is that The Rock or Vin Diesel? I don't remember. It's The Rock. Yeah, because The Pacifier is Vin Diesel. Oh, God, he also did the Santa Claus 3. And the Santa Claus 2. He did 24 episodes of Friends. My God. You could definitely tell this was a TV director. Um, and then who's the writer? Oh, God, there's so many writers. Oh, no, okay, because they're crediting... They're crediting based on the characters for High School Musical by Peter Basso... Basso Barsocchini. Um, Robert Horn. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Robert Horn wrote Teen Beach 2 and Teen Beach Movie! And the Sweet Life Movie? How did I forget this? Who else? Someone else wrote Teen Beach 2, though, and Teen Beach Movie. There was more... Yeah, there were the... Okay, so the teleplay was written... Wait, no, what? The story for Teen Beach 2 was written by Robert Horn and someone else, but the teleplay was written by other people. I think that's the same thing for... But in Teen Beach 1, the teleplay was written by Robert Horn. Sarah's Wi-Fi has disconnected. <laughs> Here we go again. Okay, and we're, and we're back... Uh, Four hours later, it's fine. Sarah's internet will hopefully cooperate hopefully. for the rest of the episode. Yeah, this was, this was happening earlier today, too. My internet was going in and out, but then it had been fine for like an hour, and I was going to warn you before we, we recorded that this could happen. But I forgot, and of course... Got to love Spectrum. Like 40 minutes into, the, into recording, Kira just disappears and everything... Shuts down. Well, I'm the worst because I didn't notice that Sarah was gone until <laughs> I looked at my phone and noticed there was a message from her from her, and I went, oh no. Oh wait, you didn't notice until you saw the message? <laughs> no, because I was looking at IMDb. Oh, gotcha. And I was reading about Robert Horn. And so I was like, <laughs> I You're was just totally engulfed. Oh, so you don't even know. So Robert Horn, the writer, I'm just now realizing that you didn't hear me say this. Robert Horn, the writer, uh, also wrote... The story for Teen Beach 2 and the teleplay for Teen Beach 1. Isn't that super oh, disappointing? that is, because this movie was so tropey, and I loved 
Teen Beach 2. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, this is before the Teen Beach movies, so that's good. At least it's not after. But, and he, this this he wrote by himself. The other ones he wrote as part of teams, so. He needs a team, huh? Yeah, he's a team player, team player. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, let's get into, (laughs) let's get into (laughs) the stuff that we should talk about. Uh, do you want to talk about Test of Time or Rural first? Um, let's get Test of Time out of the way. Uh, I was kind of struggling with this one because, like, trying to compare it to the other High School Musical movies. Yeah. As well as other movies from its time. What was our last 2011 movie? Was that Frenemies? No, it was Sweet Life. Oh, yeah. Sweet Life had a lot of like effects in it though that didn't really hold up very well no sweet life definitely held up worse and i think this held up worse no i think this dated wise holds up better than den brother yeah let's see Uh, i was so nice to den brother by giving it a six I'm probably just going to give this a six as well. Yeah, I was going to do the same as the first High School Musical, which I have at a a six, and I have the second one at a seven. But I feel like even the second High School Musical one holds up better than Oh, it holds up so much better. The only thing that's really terrible about the second one is the ridiculous saturation of it. Right. No, I'm just going to give this a six, because I just, it's, the writing holds it back, the direction and editing holds it back. But it looks fine. Yeah. Peyton's hair is kind of bad. Ashley Tisdale's wig doesn't look great. But it's not... There's nothing horribly egregious. Yeah. It's just boring. Yeah. Which is... Oh, actually, there's one thing that really, really dates this movie. And I think I actually have to drop it to a 5-5. There is a terrible cover. There are two terrible covers. One, Ashley Tisdale sings... Walking on Sunshine. Yes. But that one's whatever. No. There's a horrible cover of Justin Bieber's Baby. That's right. Oh, I might take off... the dog's going on I might take off a whole point for that. Oh, the dog date. Okay. (laughs) I'm doing a five. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do a five five. Just because I want this to be higher than the Sweet Life movie, because the Sweet Life movie is... Just not feel 2011 That's true. Okay, let me find my, my Sweet Life movie... Oh, I gave that one a four or five. I can give this one a five and be okay with that. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to give... I'm giving <laughs> Good it a call. five. five. I don't think I even wrote down the songs. Oh, I did. Justin Bieber cover with, the, the, with I dog. Know, I, I wrote. really write down. Oh, God. The dog date and the dog romance the slow motion so dog cringy. dates. And the, oh, we made a joke so about weird. that. Like, oh, the dogs are going to fall in love. And then they actually did. And, oh, oh uh, And it was so much of the movie. And then... And then Peyton had to very seriously say, like, Sharpay, don't you see? Countess and boy are in love. Yeah. And it was like, why are you saying this like you truly believe it? Yeah. No and like, 19-year-old boy would be so excited about dogs being in love. Yeah. And you have to say it like the rest of the audience didn't realize from the slow motion montage mm. scenes. So bad. So bad. Ugh. That's all. That's all I have to say about the test of time is a cover of Justin Bieber's "Baby." Yeah. Yep. And dog date. Oh God, the moral. Moral. I. 
I thought of a moral after and then did not write it down. Nice. Because <laughs> why would I write something down to remember it? Why? Where's why the, would we do where's that? Where's the challenge? <laughs> where's where's the fun in that? I wrote down a few notes. I have um a quote like I usually try to do. This one was one that Peyton said to Sharpay. He said, confidence is when you know you're good. Arrogance is when you think others know you're good. Mm. So I feel like that's something that they were trying to put in there, like confidence versus arrogance. I remember what it is now. I know it had so I knew it had something to do with dogs, so I was trying to go with all those like dog tropes. Do you want me to wait or do you want me to no, say No, go it? for it. Every dog has its day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like it. I like the dog tie-in. I didn't even think of something with a dog tie-in. Kind of mad at myself now. I I didn't try to, but I just remembered that I had thought of it and it had something to do with a dog. Well, I like yours. The <laughs> other things I had were um, life is more than material objects, obviously for Sharpay. Yeah. Um, don't let anyone steal your dreams, and dreams cannot be fulfilled without hard work. Hmm. But it's hard because a lot of her stuff was handed to her until she got to New York, and then she kind of had to work for things. Yeah. But I like yours. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to see. There was another one I had. It was like, it had something to do with um, the woman who is the lead. Oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So the fact that she was still super terrible and the fact that Sharpay, but this with this one, it, you can't teach an old dog to do tricks doesn't really make sense because Sharpay does get a little bit better, mm -hmm. but not Finally, really. after three high school musical movies. Yeah, but it feels, genuinely feels like they just forgot who Sharpay was. And the fact that yeah. this is so mean, but like, they don't really show Sharpay having friends in any movie except for High School Musical 2. Mm -hmm. And then they bring these random friends into this movie, and it's like, who are they? Are they supposed to be the same three friends as the second movie? Because they're not. Definitely not, yeah. Probably because they filmed Those are just her one summer <laughs> friends. They filmed this one in Canada and the other one in Utah? Yeah. So that could have made a dog. difference in casting, but not the oh, same definitely. friends. No. Oh, Lord. This moral is, isn't the worst. It's not great. Is it better than High School Musical 2's We're All in This Together? Hmm. Hmm. What do we what give do that I one? I give that one a four. Three. I have Pixel Perfect at a three five, and that one's just, that one's bad. Adventures in Babysitting at a 4.25. Invisible sister. Yes, actually, I want to rank it. I want to rank it almost exactly as um, Adventures in the Babysitting because it's a very similar moral of there are moments in life where you just have to take a risk and go for it, and it's like the same thing where it's just like nothing, nothing is really important or matters in that movie, and then the moral has one moment where it really matters. Yeah, where you know Sharpay. Sharpay changes and she gets and everyone needs to see that she's actually the best person to take over the lead and so she gets to have her day and in Adventures of Babysitting there's Sabrina Carpenter's character who uh there's the boy that she likes and she has to risk it all yeah, yeah 4.25 okay 
I was looking at Invisible Sister as well, just because I have that around, like, the range I wanted at. And that one's you never know what you can accomplish when you open up a little bit. So I was looking between that one and Adventures in Babysitting, and I might go right in the middle at a four or five. Because mm. I have Invisible Sister. Oh, you had it way I had Invisible Sister at a four and Adventures in Babysitting at a five. I had Invisible Sister at a three, five. Yeah, both of yours were okay. lower than mine. That moral. I don't think I've. Oh no, I've. I've you lucky dog in a four. Do I have any other four or fives? I don't think I do. I'm good. I'm good with a four two five. I'm not. I'm not upset about ah, it. Ah, Halloween Town two is at a four or five. What was that moral? Where there's a will, there's a way. That moral's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, I have. Oh, I have Sweet Life movie at a four or five as well. It's pretty bad. I'm just right on track with the. Sweet Life movie. <laughs> I don't track. That's fine. Well, it's, I mean, it's the same year. Mm. It's, you know, she was in Sweet Life, so it's kind of, she wasn't that's in the movie, but she was, true. In, the she was in the first Sweet Life show. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess this is the part that I've been <sighs> dreading is the overall ranking of this movie, because I, I, I mean, I'm between a D minus and a D. Yeah. That's where I'm, I knew I was going to put it somewhere in the D range. I just didn't know where yeah. I wanted to put it. Here's the thing. Dadnapped and Frenemies are the worst movies we've watched so far that aren't racist. Yeah. And offensive. Because, like, Halloween Town High is its own breed. It's it, it was disgusting and vomitous and I hate it. But Dadnapped and Frenemies made me so angry to watch. Yeah. This one but... didn't make me angry. It just made me bored and kind of disappointed which then i look at xenon z3 and return to halloween town which are also both at d minuses and i'm like okay well this is kind of similar especially to return to halloween town where it's another movie in a franchise that really didn't need another movie Something right. is different about it in regards to its focus. In Return to Halloween Town, Marnie is replaced by Sarah Paxton. In Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, no one else is in it but Sharpay. And it just, it's kind of a what's the point of this movie type of movie. Yeah, that's a good point. So I feel like I have to give it the same ranking as Return to Halloween Town. Yeah. Which right now I have it a 13, which is going to change. But I'm probably just going to give this one a 13 for now, just so I know they're at the same level. Yeah. And right now I have... I have returned to Halloween Town one point below Xenon Z3, and I I, I agree with that. Because I think, I think I would still watch... I would definitely watch You Lucky Dog before I'd watch this. Oh, yeah. I think I would, too. Yeah, I, I, would, I prefer that dog I, movie over this dog movie. I think I would watch Freaky Friday over this as well. Um, The one that really gets me is I don't, I don't know about Dead Brother. <laughs> because the only reason I would... The only reason I would watch Dead Brother before I'd watch... Sharpay's Fabulous Adventures because we made a drinking game out of Dead Brother and it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, and we but could do that this game really too if we wanted to. But, um, oh, but what would we even do? I I don't know. Every time there's a very tropey thing, <laughs> but we did that for Dead Brother. Uh, yeah, uh, do that in every single one. Yeah, I just yeah. I think most likely what's going to happen is that Dead Brother is just going to be the lowest D. Yeah, I'm probably going to take it back once we do the the season wrap-up. We still have some movies left. I'm not super excited about the swap. 
Um, so I'm, I'm keeping that one just cause I feel like it, it might, <laughs> it might kind of approach some bad territory just based on its premise. Yeah. So I, I'm not really holding out hope for that one. I don't really know much about Radio Rebel. I'm hopeful for the Descendants movies. I've I seen one of them. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, I've so. heard the music from it too, and it seems like it should be a fun I'm really excited time. to see the first one because I've never seen, I've only seen two, and I know I say that all the time, but I just want to see one. Um, so I'm still on yeah. the fence because I have seen on Z3 at a D, and actually a pretty generous D. It's a 21, and I don't even know if that's in our D range. That might be no. too high. Oh, no, no, it's a it's a 24 is the highest D. Oh, okay, so it is. And then Return to Halloween Town, I have a, a D minus, like you do. So I don't know if I want to rank Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure at a very low D or a high D minus to be, like, in that same level. Yeah. I think for now I just might give it a low D just so it's on the same level as Den Brother and then change it mm-hmm. later if I want to. Yeah. Let's see what our just... 15. Oh, so I'll probably give it a sucked. a 15 the lowest D. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, I'll give it a yeah, 15 a five, five, D. 5 to a 14 is a D minus. Okay. Yeah, so um, Frenemies and Dadnapped are both going to get fives when I redo this, because I was talking to Ethan about it last night, and I I hate those movies. Like, I, I when I think about all the movies we've watched so far, I mean, I didn't like Freaky Friday. It was disappointing. I didn't like Den Brother. I didn't like most of the D movies we've watched so far, but there are redeeming qualities about all of those movies. There's no, there's no redeeming qualities about Frenemies or Dadnapped. Yeah. They're awful. The redeeming thing about this one is the the one song I liked with the dogs that were yeah that were being cute. <laughs> so yeah, that so was that fine. part I liked. Yeah, and uh, actually, Tisdale was fine. Yeah, that yeah, she was fine too. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, I, the one line, the one thing that I that I wrote down is uh, a, a line she says when she gets to her studio apartment, and uh. She says that her, because her, her, her bed is a Murphy bed, so it folds up, like, into her closet. Mm-hmm. And she says she has a closet with a tongue. And I thought that was really funny. That is funny. It was also really cute when Boy got his own Murphy bed when she did her room makeover. Oh, yeah, that was cute. Honestly, the way her room turned out was real cute. Yeah. I also really like Murphy beds, so. Yeah, Murphy beds are fun. They're cute. And, and Murphy and tables. They are practical. So I really like the Mary Tyler Moore show. And she didn't have a Murphy bed, but she had a pull-out couch bed. And that was her bed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's ter- probably a terrible bed. But yeah. I just thought it was always fascinating that you only ever saw her living room. And it's because she had a studio. Yeah. It makes sense. I love the Mary Tyler Murphy Moore beds show. make more sense to me. But but a pull-out yeah. sofa is fine, too. Someday, someday I'll have a Murphy bed in whatever I own something 50 years from now. <laughs> Whenever I have money. Um, do you have anything else written down, Sarah? Oh, just that, um, what's the girl dog's name? Countess. Her audition is far inferior. Oh, yeah. Compared to Boy's audition, and they made it seem like they were comparable in any sort of way. She's a, she's a very cute dog, but it, she just stood there most of the time and maybe did a couple tricks and jumped through a hoop. But Boy was doing all these cute little dance moves with Sharpay. And the audition was so, so much better. 
Also, this is Penny, but why is her dog named Boy? I don't know. And it's not B-O-Y, Boy. It's B-O-I. It's B-O-I. I guess to make yeah. it sound fancier, but I don't know why she named it Boy. I don't know. This is weird. Also, the only other thing that I really have to talk about is when Peyton takes her backstage of a theater and he just knows some guy and he's like, Hey, Murph, open the door. Oh, yeah. And then she's just able to be on a stage and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> this guy was just waiting for his cue. Yeah. It's so weird. This movie didn't... Uh, this movie was made specifically to bank on High School Musical way too late yeah. with just the wrong... The wrong reasons. And also, Ethan is convinced that this movie was written not as a Sharpay movie, but uh, as a as a movie about someone else. And then they went, you know what we could do? We could put Sharpay in it. And it'll be all about Sharpay. I could see that Which happening. I, but I, I, I do feel it, like they wanted to give Sharpay yet. a movie. I agree. And Ashley Tisdale was a big star because of Sweet Life and Phineas and Verb and everything. Yeah. Um... That's actually how I feel about Breath of the Wild. I think I've said it before, but I think that Breath of the Wild was a video game that they made. And then they went, you know what would make more money? If we slap Zelda on it. So let's just put some cosmetic Zelda stuff on it. <laughs> yeah, I think you talked about that not too long ago. I have. It's I'm very passionate about it because it makes me really upset because I wish that they would have just made a whole new franchise because they've kind of pigeonholed themselves now. I digress. Decom mission for the week. Pet a dog. Pet a dog. I like that one. I'll go over to my sister's house. She has plenty of dogs to pet. Oh my god, yeah. I uh, my my work is a dog friendly work, and a couple people bring in their dogs. We have limited capacity entrance right now, but my my boss boss brings in his dog sometimes, who's a really nice dog, and then our line producer brings in her dog, who's oh, a really cute wait. dog. I can't wait to have dogs back at work. It's been so long since we had any animals in. Yeah. Yeah. They're making me want to have a dog, especially with my cats still not getting along quite yet. I'm like, I should have just gotten a dog. <laughs> just Which bring in I a dog to solve all the issues. <laughs> the dog will make everyone this... get along. No, this apartment would have been a pain in the butt for dogs. Yeah, that's true. It's just, it's. I love this apartment. I really do. But it's, would have been a pain in the butt. It's just, it's just a long apartment. It's not like a runaround apartment. It's just kind of a rectangle. Yeah. Uh, anything else you've got to say for Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, Sarah? No, I think I'm ready to wrap up the High School Musical series. Heck yeah. And move on to another musical, I guess. Yeah, so next, I, I don't know if Radio Rebel, I don't know if Radio, oh my god, I can't say Radio Rebel, I almost said Radio Riddle. Um, I don't know if Radio Rebel is a musical or if it's a movie with music like Cheetah Girls, but I guess we'll see. I guess we will. Because next week is Radio Rebel for 2012, and then 2013 we're skipping, and then 2014 is... Two movies, right? Cloud Nine and Zapped. I don't know if it's in that order. And then it's Descendants 1. Then it's the, then it's the swap, then it's Descendants 2, then it's Descendants 3. Gotcha. Yeah, so we're, we're really we're really nearing the end of season two, which is crazy. Oh, whatever... The, the our next recording is gonna come out on my birthday. It better be a good movie. That recording <laughs> is gonna be Radio Radio Rebel. So <laughs> no pressure, Radio Rebel. You gotta be good. Come on, Radio Rebel. You gotta do a good job. <laughs> For the last year in my in my twenties, it's gotta be a good one. 
Yeah. Oh my God, we're so old. That's that's a very scary thought. I don't like that. It is. I'm so glad you're older than me because I really, I love Ethan so stinking much and I would change nothing about him except that I hate that he's younger than me. <laughs> Because Come on, grow older, I'm like, no, don't make me, don't make me be the trailblazer. I hate being the trailblazer. I want to see you make the mistakes. <laughs> now I'm the trailblazer. I go first. Yeah. Well, there's also the added like, and I know that's such a younger sibling thing to say, but there's also the added thing of like, well, I, I'm the woman, and if we want to have kids, then we need to have kids earlier than I want because we, you can have kids till you're 84, but I can't. <laughs> so. Uh, so, so that's my thought process right now in my life. Uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.